Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Aces Up the Sleeve. I'm Patty. I'm back with Jared Shoemaker and Mark Wampler. And we are going to talk about our Keeneland September yearling pickups. We've been teasing everybody on our Facebook pages and our social medias. We have had some great reaction, some great comments. Y'all are some funny people. Uh, we've had some great comments and, you know, we're excited to sit down and just, just talk about what Mark, you know, saw when he saw them out there and, and, you know, the thought process behind everything. And, uh, but first off, most importantly, how are we both doing today after a very exciting Keeneland September sale? It's been a, it's been a marathon. Never better. Doing great. <laughs> Happy to be here. No, no complaints uh, for me. It was uh, it was good to be out there in the in the mix, much more so this year than I normally have been. Um, so got to be there for a number of the purchases, but uh, Mark beat me beat me a couple times, and then uh, and then uh, surprised me on one. So uh, you know, uh, but it was it was good and enjoyed it. We had uh, several partners out with us throughout the week. Um, had some potential partners out with us throughout the week that kind of wanted to see what it was all about. And, uh, you know, I just uh, I th think it was, a, it was a great time. Um, I couldn't be more excited about about what we've added to the stable. And I'm uh, really looking forward to getting in here and and talking about what we've what we've added and what we what we're doing going forward. So yeah. let's big, shout out, big shout out to Greg and uh, Albert. They spent some time with us during the sale, the partners that uh, we took around and looked at a lot of horses together. We had fun. So it was good. Yeah, and then uh, the, day, the day that uh, we thought we were done shopping uh, with, uh, we had another partner there, Jeff came down to check things out. Uh, uh, so it, it was really, it was really good. I enjoyed having them there. And, and in the future, you know, we certainly encourage anybody that, uh, that kind of wants to come see what this is all about and, and uh and see see how it works come on let us know we'd love to have you yes I, I would encourage partners because it becomes kind of a value added thing it's um the more you participate the more you see the more i think it, it, there's a whole nother half to all of this you know being a racing stable there's there's racing and you get fun and enjoyment out of that but i, I think coming to the sale and seeing how how the process begins from the very start when we acquire these horses it's in the bidding and the auction and it's there's there's drama there's suspense and uh, i think you get an even bigger kick out of your experience if um if you spend a little time at the sale well and keenland september is the largest if i'm if i remember correctly it's the it's the largest yearling sale in the world so there's no better place to get just an absolute feeling of everything at once of how it can be a madhouse how it can be controlled chaos how it can be so much fun and so entertaining to go back there and and see all these these young athletes before you know you know them as the racehorse they eventually become so yeah. i agree it's a lot of fun i, I, think, I sales think, are fun for me too <laughs> yeah i i see people who like you know they buy a good two-year-old that's won some graded stakes for a million bucks and and uh, they buy it privately, and then they go on to race this horse. I, I wonder about those people's connection to that horse. I feel like you have a deeper connection with a horse when either you bred it or you bought it before it was a racehorse, you know, and you've mm -hmm. seen it develop from from the very beginning, from the first time it ever had a rider on its back. I just I, I feel like I would be more connected to a horse like that than something I just bought off a big race and and when you knew it was good anyway, you know? Um, so anyway, that's, that's, that's my, 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, we've, we've talked before. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago when we were out at Silver Springs and Hyperbolize was working and, and you and I were talking about it. And I think, I don't remember if you mentioned it to Joey or or, or, or Kevin or think, I'm not sure who you mentioned are it you to. Talk, you, you are said, you talking about um, kind of after we watched Tim Breeze? I think it was to Kevin. I, yeah, I and Mark said this, this one's special to me. Yeah, you know? I was like, I think it was coming out. It's because we bred it. You know, we've been we've been involved with him since the very very beginning. So yeah. uh, you know, we bought his mother, bought his mother. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, so it, it seems like a, you know, it, it, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, and and you know, I understand that you know we you know, we buy a lot of yearlings. That, that's where we that's where our bread and butter is, uh, but. But there's so much to what you said about just, you know, we, we get them and we get them going and people can see their development uh, from start to finish and, and develop that connection with them. And, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, I think that's a that's a that's a big piece of it. Now that presents other challenges that we can talk about in another podcast. But uh, uh, everybody knows how I feel about the, 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 the topic of claiming and all that stuff. And, you know, yeah. obviously, when you get that connection to them that you've had for so long, it makes it and you've, you've developed them and you brought them around and uh, then you got to put them in a race like that. It makes it a whole lot tougher. Uh, but we can talk about that another yeah. time. So let's uh, let's let's dive in here. And, um, you know, first, I guess, talk about a little bit. I mean, that sale was strong. I, you know, we watched that first week. Uh, you know, I don't I never I didn't go out there. Uh, the first we actually I take the back I went out there for a little bit on Thursday the first week and the prices were insane what was it, on Tuesday they had how many million dollar horses went through the ring on the first Tuesday it was nuts yeah the first two days I think it was 30 yeah I think it was like 15 on Tuesday or something yeah, yeah just just an insane number of, of horses going through for insane prices well, and I really go we, we we went into that second week and I, I was fully uh not expecting to be able to buy anything until like Wednesday or Thursday. So uh, on Monday, I, I had a commitment that morning. Uh, so by the time I got out there, the market already made a purchase and I, I couldn't believe it. So yeah. we didn't uh, buy a horse until Tuesday last year. Uh, we right. got one done on Monday this year. So tell us a little bit about that, uh, that Monday purchase, uh, hip 2104 Philly by yeah. dialed in out of honored promise out of Spitestown. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, um, out of a Spitestown mayor. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, first off, I really like Dialed In. I've always thought he's just one of these super value sires. You know, uh, they 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 just run better than they sell, and that's right up our alley. You know, uh, these sires that just get stone cold runners, but for whatever reason. Um, maybe it's because the pin hookers can't get them to go 10 and one, you know, uh, they, you can get them at a good value price. So I've always kind of in the back of my head, just kind of got my eyes open for dialed in. And I, and I saw this Philly and I was, you know, I was really impressed with first off in the very back ring in the back circle. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a lot of, one of these things is not like the other, you know, uh, you see a lot of horses that, look kind of dumpy or slow or, or, or bad-legged and, and you see this filly coming across your vision and, and she's and she's just uh she's moving like a cat you know she's gobbling up ground as she's walking by and uh so that kind of got me interested that got me off the wall you know and um as I looked at her 
more closely. You know, I, I like the way she tracked through her, her hind limbs and her forelimbs. And then I saw her stood up and um, she looks really typey to me. She looks, you know, we don't know for sure until, you know, we get them going next year. But she looked like something that um, there's a lot of spikes down there, I guess is what I'm saying. The, the top and the top side is, is more stamina, mind shaft, APND. Uh, but physically, I see a lot of the bottom side of the family. She looks typey. She looks quick. She looks fast. And what I, you know, I really like when you get those aspects where you get this physical that's built for speed, but it's got some stamina in it somewhere too, you know, because all good horses, regardless of how far they're going, they've got to have speed. Um, and we learned that with Temple City Terror. She ran a mile and a half, but she had speed, you know, uh, so it just comes down to how, how far they can carry it. So, um, Anyway, uh, Philly has a great big hip on her. I just, I love her hip. Probably, you know, one of the better hip hind end Gaskin strength behind uh, horses we saw at the sale. Uh, great angle on her shoulder. Seems very athletic to me. And um, I expect next year, you know, we can never be sure, but um, I, I expect this is the kind of Philly that comes to hand quickly. And I think she'll have have speed, and we'll see how far she can carry. Yeah, I, I would, uh, she just very, very impressive physically. And and but I want to comment on something that you said there. You said she got me off the wall. Yeah. And so for anybody that hasn't been out there before, um, basically in the in the very very back ring, there's there's two back rings, and then there's the pavilion ring and so forth. So in the very very back ring, you know, basically we set up on that the wall outside of that ring. And we'll be in mid conversation talking, and and I'll turn around to say a word to somebody else, and and Mark has disappeared, and he's gone to look at uh, a horse somewhere, uh, because he doesn't give any warning. He sees something and he takes off. So half the time, I'm I'm what I'm doing is just searching for where the hell did Mark go. Uh, but anyway, that, that's what he means by it got me off the wall. You know, and and we might stand there at times, you know, for half an hour and and see nothing yeah. that 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 may, has any any appeal at all, and then. Uh, then he'll see two or three maybe that pop out together and and out of those two or three he, may, he, he might like might like one of them enough to follow it up to the next to the next ring so that that's what mark meant by uh got me off the wall so and it, it might get me off the wall and i come right back you know once i get yes. a look at it but um i might follow it on further too you have to come out and, and experience it with experience it with us to just uh to know uh know what it's like to chase mark around the sale uh yeah. and, and which is fine because it's the way that you know kind of our approach is he, he's got to focus on the horses and 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 doing his job so i don't need him letting me know where to go i'll just track him down but uh, that, that's kind of that's kind of where it is so if you know if he likes him that first one then he'll go up to the next uh, ring where they're going back and forth and then he may disappear and go back up to the wall or he may go on up to the to the pavilion ring so I, I had a couple people ask and and I and I and I was a little surprised and I even mentioned it in in the announcement um I think we were both pretty shocked to get this Philly for thirty seven thousand dollars on Monday but uh, yeah I was uh I would have I would have given more for it, but I, I think it goes back to that dialed in and and that's where the market is nowadays and that's where the angle is for us. That's where the opportunities are for us. If, you know, so much in this middle market where we are is driven by the Florida pinhook types. If, um, 
if you're selling and they don't think your horse can go 10 and one on, on pedigree or physical, don't think it's that kind of type, then they don't want to know about it, you know? And, um, I, it's interesting. I think physically had they, uh, you know, the pedigree might say one thing, but physically, I think she probably could be the type that goes really quick for an eighth of a mile. If we were going to take one of these and make them into a two-year-old, take it to the two-year-old sales, which we would never do, but she would be the one. Uh, but I, I think the value there is in dialed in. They just, they, they don't want to know about a dialed in because they don't, they're not going to get it to go quick and they're not going to make a bunch of money off of it. So that creates opportunities for us. And we've been doing that for years. Well, it's kind yeah. of like the temple cities, isn't it? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and again, you know, that's, we talked about it a lot last week with, with different people, you know, the fact that they're looking for these horses that are going to go 10, 10 and one. And the reality is in a race, they're never, ever going to have to do that. Yeah. Breeders cup sprint winner won't go 10 and one for any eighth in the, in the race, you know, and, and, I don't know if most people realize this, but most of the horses being, you know, changing hands up at the yearling sales, most of them are being purchased to make money with, not to race. And that's, that's where our opportunities are. We know these buyers, we know most of them, and these horses are being bought to take to the two-year-old sales next year to make money with. And we kind of gravitate towards the, horses they don't want because those aren't the kind of horses we want anyway and um so and this is just a, another example of you know uh they they were off of her so what's left is and when i'm breeding horses for people commercially i i try to you have to uh kind of breed towards those guys because if you don't have the florida pin hookers on you know on your horse then end users are just going to steal it from you. When I'm wearing my pocket aces hat, I'm one of those end users looking to steal your horse from, you know, or get it for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so let's, let's go on to Tuesday. So we've, yeah. we've, we've got the one and um, we come back out on Tuesday Mark disappears <laughs> and we just keep following him up and follow him up, you know, from the, from the very, very back all the way up to the pavilion and uh, Mark comes up to me after he come, he's been watching this horse. He comes out of the out of the, the little viewing area. He says, well, we're going to go for this one, but I don't think you're going to like it. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And this is the cult by Tom's the top. And he said that I didn't think I was going to like it because he tried to get me to buy a mare that was in full of Tom's the tot, uh earlier this, uh, I guess, earlier this year. January, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 uh, you know, so I was well, like, well, hey, you know, there's a big difference in thinking about a Tom's the tot in a in a mare's belly versus uh, seeing a, a, a physical on the ground that you really, really like. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I think once I got up and took a good look at him myself, I was like, well, yeah, hell, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. And besides Tom's the tot, he was one hell of a racehorse. Yeah. Uh, you know, so let's talk about That's that cult a little bit. And, and that's a real strong sire line too, you know, uh, sons of smart strike. You want to give them a wide berth uh, is what I, I think. No, I, I have these mental snapshots of, of, of all these horses. I think it's kind of from the moment I decided this is something that we're going to pursue, you know, it just kind of, I can close my eyes and see him on the second ring 
and him turning to walk back up. And as he turns, I see that physical uh, as he's turning. And, I'm th and I think, boom, that's it. We've got something here. I'm interested in this. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, he's good through his knees and ankles. Um, but when, when I saw him stood up, uh, you know, I think, again, we don't know, can't, we don't know the future, but I think American dirt two turns and, and he's built ideally for that. You know, he's got a great shape to his hind leg. He's got strong gaskins. He's got a big hip, good angle on his shoulder. Um, I, I, I think if, if you're one of our partners who, you know, and a lot of people like to think about um, two-turn dirt races for young males, you know, and and, and and he's the horse for that, you know. Uh, but, you know, it's very, a, a lot of balance, strength, but balance, uh, strong and and a lot of him where it needs to be and, and, and not too much where he doesn't need it over his shoulder, you know, uh, but athletic, I can see he, and I, another thing I like about this horse is he's a little babyish too, a little round, a little soft. I, I, I really don't like these yearlings coming up here looking like this is the best they'll ever be. And a lot of consigners like to do that. They, they like them to come up here looking like miniature racehorses. Um, I don't like that because I, you know, I think about, you know, what have they done with this horse to get it to look like this at this point? It shouldn't look like this. They should be a little round, a little soft. And, and 20 years ago, I, I saw a lot of that. But now you see a lot of these horses that are just over prepped. And I, I see uh, with his, he's still, like I say, he's a baby. He's a little soft, but I see, you know, the racehorse in there. And um, I, I think when we – he's going to be a stunner when we get him race fit next summer. Uh, and I just think he's – I think he's going to have speed. I, I, he's bred to have summer squall, smart strike. He's bred to go two turns. He, he looks like a classic American dirt two-turn horse for me. And, um, I, you know, at that price, I, I, I really liked him. Yeah, and, and you know he's he, he looks the type, and 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 he's bred the type. I mean, Tom Zatat won stakes races on the dirt. You know, eight and eight, eight and a half, nine furlongs. He won the Clark. Um, he won the Fayette. He won the Stephen Foster. Ten triple digit buyers. I mean, you know, he could flat out run. Now he was a little bit older when he got going, uh, but that you know, I, I I definitely don't necessarily think that that's. Uh, you know, but that's just going to be something that, that always comes, comes through with his, you know, he, he's, he's, he's just a, this is a really, really nice Colt. And, and um, a, a, as much as I had reservations about buying a mare in full to him, I, I'm really excited about this guy. So. And I, I don't think, I think this guy, you know, ideally he's ready. You know, we're going to have to take a little bit of time with him. He's not going to have any business running in, in, June, May, June, July, you know, I, I'm hoping he's a back-end two-year-old um, that we get started. You know, we might have to run him three quarters one time uh, just because we can't start him out, or it's difficult to start him out at longer distances. Uh, but it's it's usually those kind of two-year-olds that show up in the back end of the year that are the real deal horses the next spring. 
And um, that's kind of what I see for him. Um, you know, with, with the Philly we bought, we know – we feel very confident she's going to have speed. We'll see how far she can carry this. This guy, I feel like he's going to um, – he's going to have the stamina. He, he's built to have a long stride, cover a lot of ground. Um, is he going to have the requisite speed? Because like we always say, you know, even if you're going a mile and a quarter, a mile and a half, you still got to have some speed. And that's what we'll hope for him. And, and basically what I see out of him physically is I'm anticipating with the way he's built physically, he will have speed to go with that stamina. All right, so we got that one under our belts. Uh, I guess that was what's that morning? We're still in the morning. I can't, I can't remember. I think it was still late morning or maybe maybe early afternoon. Like 150 hips in. Yeah. So um, then um, we got that one under our belt, and uh, you know, 115 or so hips later, uh, we're we're all sitting around in the back ring, and I know. She she jumped out at me as soon as she walked up and started walking around and and I think um, as I recall and and again we looked at so many I may have it mixed up a little bit but I I kind of you started going out to the ring and um, I said take a look at twenty six oh five or thirty what is it thirty yeah twenty six oh five when you go out there and Kevin I think Kevin Nottlemeyer was there and he said yeah check her out or something along those lines so. Um, so we were all on that one from the very beginning. It seemed like to me, she she really at that she really stuck out, uh, especially with whatever bunch of horses she was up there, you know, with. Um, she she's got great size. Uh, she's a big, strong filly. Um, the little bit of a female version of the Tom's Diatot, you know, I. I anticipate she'll be a, a route of ground, two-turn filly, looks classic dirt, um, good through her knees and ankles. And, and, you know, I look closely for those things, like uh, uh, confirmation through knees and ankles, the way they're tracking behind. And, you know, I, I pay close attention to that because – those are the horse, the horses with the good confirmation, the horses with the strong walk and they're tracking well. They're the ones that tend to hold up to training better than the others, you know. Um, and so you, you know, you can feel you feel a little more confident that you're gonna get them to the races in one piece, you know. So she she obviously had that. And um yeah, just a big horse that looked athletic. It, you know, I don't like these big horses that look like boats that look like, you know, they need to be pulling a plow or something. Um, I, I, I want to see, um, I want to see some athleticism out of her. And I, you know, I'm always a sucker, especially on the Phillies for a big, deep girth. Uh, and she's, I mean, she's got to, they might have to fit her for a special blanket. Her, her girth's so deep. Um, you know, I, I can't prove it. I've not seen a study on girth size and performance, but I, I just think um, it's the old timers that, you know, kind of felt like those deep girths horses had bigger hearts, you know, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I, it seems like when I look at really good race horses, uh, when I see horses that have already done it, they're not, they usually got big deep girths on, you know. Uh, so anyway, so I was a sucker for that straight off and um she just um a lot of quality there you know uh, 
good shape to her hind leg, plenty of strength in her gaskin, her forearms. I think she'll stay sound. And uh, another one that covers a ton of ground, you know. That's why, you know, I, I, I think she's the type that's going to gobble ground up. You know, she's going to uh, uh, gonna be a two-turn horse. And uh, she's, got the, she's got the athleticism to go with it. And this is the Mackenzie filly out of the Majestic Perfection Mayor Magic spell, correct? That's what we're that, discussing? That's right. Okay. That's that's correct. And uh, interestingly, I talked to the guy who prepped her, and uh, he said the the key to her was uh, he always liked her, but she's just her trajectory has been pretty amazing. She's just gotten better and better and better as they got closer to the sales. Um, and uh, I think she'll continue to get better with us too. Yeah, and you know, Mackenzie was. I mean, I, as I recall, when he was running, you know, he's kind of a horse that, that kind of captured. Uh, attention of uh, a whole lot of race fans. I mean, people really, really loved him. He's, you know, he's by street sense himself. So, you know, he's, he's certainly bred to go that, uh, that route of ground that you're talking about. And, but he also won going seven furlongs too. So, you know, he, he certainly displayed plenty of speed and, and stamina and um, hell, he earned well, three, almost three and a half million dollars. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Since we're usually, you know, it's it's physicals what is what drives us. That's what we're looking for first. So when when the horse like this has the physical, I'm always encouraged to see, always love to see um, horses that have you know. If we're looking for dirt two turn horses, I like to see on the pedigree. You know, it's it's the animal that's going to drive it. But I feel even better about it when I see some stamina. Uh, and then an injection of speed, say, on the bottom side, you know, because uh, you need both things. And, you know, you got this stamina on the top side and the speed on the bottom. And uh, when I find a horse I like physically, I I like to see that she's got it. Okay. So that that kind of topped us off for Tuesday. And, and needless to say, we're feeling really damn good about things. Uh, three horses in uh by the end of the day on tuesday um and then um i had another uh, something else i had to be early in the morning on wednesday uh so I, i'm in this in this meeting and i get a call from mark and he says hey i already bought one um and that was hip 2794 <laughs> a filly by caracaro who i will freely admit i had never heard of <laughs> and didn't really know anything about him uh so I quickly pulled up the picture in, in the Keeneland uh, website and thought, well, hell, she looks pretty damn nice. So tell us about this uh, this filly by Kara Caro out of Welcome Aboard by Rock Hard 10. Yeah, this one was on June's list. list. So, um, you know, what happens is, is, is June is out on a given day looking at the horses that are going to sell the next day. And uh, he puts together a list for me of, you know, if he sees – you know, a uh, hundred of the horses from that session, he'll give me a list of 10 or so that I need to keep a special eye out for during the day. And uh, she was on that list. And I always, you can, a great place to find value is in the first few hips of the day or the last few hips of the day, you know, uh, especially the first few hips, you know, things can you know, sales start off slow. People aren't there and, uh, you know, it, it, haven't had their coffee yet hadn't had their coffee yet i'm already half you know i'm prepared because june's given me a list so i wanted to make sure i was up there for it. 
uh, got up there and, you know, if June likes it, I mean, we don't agree on everything, but, you know, if, if June likes it, it's gone a long way to me liking it too, you know? So um, I saw her, she's got, um, she, she looks like she's a rocket, you know, um, she looks fast. She looks quick. She does have some growing to do. She's up behind. I think when that front end catches up with the, the back end, I think she's going to be a handy horse, 15-2, uh, right around there, 15-3 maybe. Um, and when she does finish growing, it's another one of these, I think. Um, her and the dialed in are, are, are pretty pretty, um, pretty similar physically. I think this filly has a little more growing to do than the other filly. Just based on the fact that, you know, you can look at the pictures and see where she's up behind. But I think – I don't think she's going to grow into a 16-1, 16-2 filly. I think she's still going to be handy at the end of the day. And when she does finish growing, I, I think she looks like the type that will come to hand quick. And and this thing will have speed. Uh, just, you know, seeing her in the flesh, looking at this picture right now, that is just built for speed. Uh, great hip, uh, great shape to her hind leg, really strong. Gaskins, great angle on her shoulder, really nice short cannons. These horses um, with a lot of speed, they tend to have shorter cannons for a higher stride frequency. You know, they're not carrying, they're not covering a lot of ground uh, as they're going, but they're they're turning those wheels over quickly. In a in a in a cannon bone that's half again the size of the knee to the forearm is is what you're looking for, and that's kind of that's what she is. But anyway, saw her in the back ring and, you know, just agreed with June. I uh, thought she was very athletic, uh, walked really well. She looks like she's going to be fast. Um, I talk, I know the consigners uh, well, uh, uh, Pope McLean and his brother, Mark McLean. Uh, I knew going up there that she, the reserve was going to be 40. And, um, and I didn't know if I really wanted to give 40 for her. I, you know, I felt like I was here early and I wanted to get some value. You know, 40 was was max on what I wanted to do. And so, you know, I felt like they we had leverage. You know, I was standing right next to them as the as the sale goes on. And I just felt like we we had all the leverage here. If 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 they get 40 for it, great so be it somebody else got it move on but if they didn't get their reserve which i felt like you know at that part of the sale was going to be tough you know I, i'd make them an offer so um the reserve was 40 she didn't get done at 40 and i told i told pope i'll give you 34 and he said yes and and the main reason was is they bred this filly they really liked her um they want they own the mayor. They want to. Um, they want to protect. They wanted to protect this filly to make sure she didn't go off to, you know, they didn't want her selling for fifteen twenty, uh, and going to Barbados or Turkey or Kazakhstan. No offense to those places, but they just didn't want her to go missing. They wanted her to go to a good home in America, uh, where where she could help because they felt like she was going to help uh, help the mayor. And I, 
think it helped that I know Mark, I know Pope. They know what we do. They they took the thirty thousand because they knew this was a a good opportunity for her. She'll get all the best opportunities to be as good as she can be, and um, and they know that. And that, so that's I like to think they might not have done thirty for just anybody, but it was important to them uh, that she go to a good home and people they knew, and she got the best opportunity. So. Um, they sold her to us for 30. And I, I think we're lucky to get her for that price. I think um, when she, like I say, when she uh, gets done growing, she's going to have speed. She's going to be fast. Uh, she's just built for speed. Um, and we'll see how far that'll take her. You know, she, she, she might be a three quarters up to a mile type of filly. She might carry that speed a little bit further. There is, you know, Caracaro is by Uncle Mo, and uh, you do get stamina there. And the bottom side is stamina. Uh, Rock Hard 10, Chris S, Rocky. Um, so, but she'll have the speed thing down. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, strong filly, really like it. Yeah, and, and just kind of expand on what, what you, some of the comments that you were making there. You know, um, they they they're, they're hoping that she can add value to the mayor by having a successful career. That that's what they're saying about you know they're hoping she can help the mayor. Uh, you know, hoping that uh, you know she can win and maybe you know maybe maybe uh, you know get a get a little black type and, and you know doing that here versus doing that in Russia if you can even track it in Russia or you, you know, can but it's world. hard. <laughs> yeah, it's really really difficult and plus you know black the stakes winner in russia doesn't carry quite the same gravitas as the stakes winner here in the states so you know the, the idea for them is you know they really like the mayor they really like the philly they really think this philly's got potential to be something good and and can help the value of the mayor and then the subsequent babies down the road so that that's that's kind of what what they're talking about or you know what what that what their motivation is and their willingness to take a little less money from her or for her. And, you know, just to that example, I mean, you know, we, we saw somebody that we knew sold a, I don't remember if it's Colt or Philly, but sold something that she Philly. read as Philly and, and, you know, got a, a pretty good number for it. And, you know, she was all excited. And then we saw her, Mark saw her, you know, a half hour later and she was in tears because she'd been purchased by, uh, uh, you know, to go to Russia and she was, she was going to lose track of her. And she would, you know, she would rather, she told Mark flat up, I'd rather take him less money for, uh, to, to keep her, to keep her close to home. So that, that's not, that's not an uncommon thing that, that you hear out there. I, we don't mean to gang up on the Russians either, just uh, using a place that's far away that, uh, you know, uh, that doesn't help, you know, your horse over here. Uh, working for yeah people. yeah that's that's right we're not saying that she's she'd be in bad hands in russia or something would happen to her it's just that you know you, you just it's it's far far away and even it's if she's good to, over there it doesn't matter you know yeah it, it, yeah if she's good over there it doesn't it doesn't help the value and and it's just hard to keep track of where they are and what's going on with it. uh yeah, you know whereas for, here you know maybe if, if, the, if the horse ends up in a you know a five thousand dollar claimer somewhere and the, and the breeder wants the horse back uh, just to you know have as a as a pleasure horse because they they're in love with their horse it's easy for them to, to get that done whereas if they end up in you know someplace else russia turkey wherever uh you know uh, it makes it a whole lot more difficult yeah uh so 
and then um yeah i was gonna mention you, you mentioned a little bit of the breathing uncle mo uh, and 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 he's out of a war character was uncle mo out of a war front mayor so just all kinds of all kinds of stamina there i don't know much about it but clearly you know he only ran a couple times so clearly there's an injury that that uh, that cost him uh but he's uh he's he's bred to the nines and the mother uh, for any of our taken to the cleaner, taken to the cleaner partners out there, mm-hmm. uh, the mother did win the Opelousa Stakes uh, oh. in her career, and um, yeah, maybe we can uh, maybe we can get this fella down there to Evangeline Downs and uh, and have a repeat or have a, you know have that uh, run in the family. Who knows? Yeah, make a familial tradition. <laughs> there you go. So looking looking at the five cross here, uh, there's a lot of Rocky in this filly. Uh, you see that uh, the second dam was by Rocky. And I just wonder if, boy, when when I see her, if it was 15 years ago and you told me this was a Rocky filly, I'd believe you, um, which is a good thing, especially in a, a female. He was he was known for uh, getting good fillies, so uh, a lot of Rocky here. Kind of like Medaglia Dioro was for a long time. Like Medaglia Dioro's daughters carried him for a hot minute before his son started doing stuff. Yeah. So this was early in the morning on Wednesday, and we knew that we had another filly that we were interested in um, on Thursday evening. And we thought that that, well, anyway, and so so we kind of talked it over and said, you know, let's not buy anything else because we want to make sure we've got powder to burn for, for this filly. So tell us a little bit about HIP 3580, our filly by War of Will out of a twirling candy mare and how she came about. Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually see her in the back ring. Uh, we first, she first came to our attention the day before we were selling. Uh, and uh, so, you know, and it, and it came up, I was walking between barns. I'd gone up to barn 36 or something for some reason and was walking back to ring and see this filly uh, being put away after being shown. And she really catches my eye as, as I'm walking by and I, I get about five more steps and I tell the guy I'm with, I think it was Greg, stop. We got to go back. I got to, yeah, I got to pull this thing out because she's really, she's caught my eyes. We're just walking through here. And a lot of times when I do that, when I pull them, you know, what even I, when I just see a horse or see a horse under tack or just walking by, I can be like, oh, wow, that looks great. You know, but then when I pull it out and, and, and put it through the process, I'm like, eh, you know, false alarm, you know, uh, that actually in this kind of scenario probably happens more often than not. But when I pulled her out, uh, I, I, I liked her more, the more I, I, I looked at her and, and, and put her through the process, um, I just, I think she's exceptionally athletic, uh, you know, the best walk out of what we'd seen at the sale. Um, uh, she looks handy. She looks typey. She looks quick and fast. Um, and, uh, just, uh, stands over a lot of ground, real scopey, uh, love her shoulder and hip and the Gaskins. Uh, but most of all, just, just um, in her walk, she's just so loose limbed and, and a big strider. And um, 
again, you know, it's hard to know, but I think she looks like a handy type. I think she'll come to hand pretty quickly next year. Uh, knock wood. Um, and uh, you know, I, the more time I, I got to spend more time with her than any of the other horses that we purchased and just kind of became this thing. The more I see, saw her, the more I watched her video, the more and more I liked her. And, uh, I, I thought she was going to be really, you know, she was, she was really expensive for us. And we, and I kind of anticipated that because, um, because she was so nice and, and horses were still bringing good money. Again, she's one of the last hits through the sale. Um, I think if she was in the middle of the day, she might go for 80, 85. Um, I think being one of the last few horses through the ring helped us out. Uh, but, anticipating that um, she was going to cost more than we really could afford. I got on the phone with Brendan and, and Brendan has always um, on situations like this, if I really believe in a horse and I think it's a great opportunity, Brendan will go in and he, he'll, he'll take a part of it. And he watched her video. He uh, saw the pictures, called me back later and said he was in. Uh, so that's when we, you know, when we bid on her, we knew, uh, with Brendan helping us out that we could go a little, be a little stronger on this thing. So, uh, uh, we took it, we were going to take it even further, but we were, I, I felt like we were lucky to get her at the price we did and just have really high expectations for her. And she'll go to Brendan, Brendan. <laughs> I don't think yeah. Brendan's going to let somebody else train a horse for him. So, uh, um, uh, yeah. Big, big expectations for yeah and and so you know you you decided right away that that you know you were you were very interested in this filly so when i got out there later in the day um you, you took me up to see her and and kevin nottlemeyer was up there with us and um we're all oh, sitting yeah. there looking at her like wow yeah. man you know she's she, she, she's really nice she's really really nice and um we turn around and there's june park yeah and you said, i forgot about that <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny if you want to if you kind of want to share that a little yeah. bit so uh June walks up and I'm like oh well this is great June our other member of the team's here June uh you look at this thing uh we're we're thinking about buying her you know we're pretty serious about it have you seen her yet did, did you look at her earlier today you know get up there and don't you know I'm, t I'm telling the handler don't put her away June get over here and look and he goes no 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 and he tells the handler to put her away. And I, my first reaction, my first thought is he's seen her already and doesn't like her. And I'm just like, and mentally, I'm just disappointed that crap, you know, how am I going to go forward with this? If June doesn't like her, what doesn't he like? You know, uh, turns out he owns her. That's why, he, you know, uh, that is why uh, he didn't need to see her. And he's, he's seen her plenty, you know? And uh, so, you know, he, he was the breeder. He's the owner. And, um, he, you know, I talked to him, I said, June, you know, now I feel like this is great. We'll get to know any more about the Philly. And he just says that he, he, um, she's never had any problems. She's been good from day one. Uh, he, he, there's nothing that he can tell me about her that or warn me about her. Um, he, he, uh, he had felt a little, conflicted uh, about telling me about her earlier because he already owned her felt you know I talked to him about this you know he just he felt like 
you know, if it came out that, that he put her on the list and, uh, and, you know, if it came out that uh, he had owned her, that it would look bad. So we talked about that a lot, but he, he really likes her too. And uh, was just over the moon that we had, we had bought her. Uh, but it was, you know, an interesting story. Yeah. So basically he wanted to avoid a situation of dual agency. And yeah. if you ever listen to the, um, to the announcements that's that start the sale, there's a whole section in there about dual agency and how, you know, unless there's all, you know, these different types of disclosures that take place, you know, it is, it is illegal in Kentucky. So, um, you know, so June did not want there to be any, any misperception or misconception that, um, you know, he put us on his Philly, um, you know, almost acting as an agent for us and as an agent for himself. So he, he that's why he didn't bring her up to us beforehand. He did. He wanted it to look, you know, up and on the up and up. And, and the fact that we, that we found her on, on our own, uh, you know, I think that, that big, gave him a, a great sense of relief. And yeah. Cause dual agency is pretty seriously here. Like Kentucky yeah. takes that pretty seriously. There's a lot of paperwork if you yeah. want to take that route, there's a lot of paperwork you have to do. So Kentucky's pretty serious about dual agency. And uh, and I will say this: when when uh, when June, when Mark said, "Hey, uh, June, you want to take a look at this spilly?" and June said, "Nah." Um, <laughs> and Mark's like, "June, is you know, have you seen her? Did I miss something?" And, you know, he's like this. this he was uh, there's a look, this incredulous look on him, like, "What the hell's going on here? Why wouldn't he want to see this gorgeous, beautiful spilly?" Yeah, right, right. uh, I saw we just seen it uh, earlier in the day and didn't like yeah. it. It kind it kind of sounds like it almost like June kicked a puppy and Mark's like, but why? <laughs> I was actually really relieved when he told me, you know, the the rest of the situation and uh, yeah. and uh, I was like, oh, this is this is good, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and War of Will, just uh, you know, he's a new sire as well. Um, he's a and he's talking about uh, a racehorse. Uh, he he won graded stakes on the dirt. And on the turf, and um, you know, one point eight million dollars over the course of his career. Son of Warfront, I mean, you know, he, he's he, he's off to a hell of a start. We saw a bunch of War Wheels, and and he, he's throwing some nice looking babies so far. So, and like we never know for sure, but looking at this filly, she is not a stone cold turf horse physically. You know what I'm seeing out of her. Uh, you know, she'll tell us what she is over time. Um, but I don't, you know, some of these things and, and we're, we love to get turf horses, just know what you're getting to when you, when you get in. Uh, I, I know that they're just, this is a turf horse. Uh, Temple City Terror comes to mind. He's just, this is the physique body of turf horse. Her, um, it, you know, she could go either way. You know, I, I could see her being one of these types that runs just as well on the turf as she does the dirt. We get those types too. Um, so, you know, war well, war front, a lot of turf there, but he was good either way. Um, and she kind of looks like that. It's interesting that he did so well on turf and dirt because I could see her being that kind of horse. Yeah, and Torlin Candy the same way. He was a dirt horse primarily, but he gets some turf runners out there. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah she, say. She, she's she can go anyway. So so at this point, uh, when's I guess this is so Thursday evening. Uh, this was late in the or later in the you know last near the end of the of the session on Thursday. We got five horses. We've pretty much tapped out uh, the budget, um, and we all think we're done. And I send out this email to all the partners. 
Hey, we're done. Five five horses. This is all. This is this is the 2023 yearling crop out of the Keeneland. And listeners, if you think you know where this is going, it's exactly where this is going. Yeah. And I'm sitting at home. Yes, on Saturday, yesterday, when as we're recording this on Sunday morning, sitting at home. Um, I got some football on, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to get through all the, the getting all these horses added to the website, getting the products built, product pages built. Uh, it, it is a it is a process for each and every one of these. And I, and I got five, I've got five to do. And I, so I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm going to town, getting my work done and Mark's uh, call and the phone rings and it's Mark. Yes. Hey, what's up, man? Well, <laughs> I'm out here at the sale. <laughs> and, uh, let me tell you, he's a really nice temple city Philly. I really like her. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can take it from there. Uh, so I was going, I needed to go up there to talk to Joe Seitz about, you know, we do some other things. I needed to meet him and go over a couple things and, you know, he's real busy. So what I try to do is look at what's the next hip he's got coming up that I can just meet him in the back ring and talk to him real quick. Uh, so I, I don't want to call him and he's probably trying to sell horses and things like that. So anyway, I, I picked the next tip number that is going to go through the ring of his to meet him up there. I meet him up there, and I just know I'm going up there to meet him at the same time this this hip number, hip 4069, is going through the ring. And I get up there, and it's Temple City, Philly, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, right up, you know, Temple City. It, it's uh, I got to take a look at her, right? I can't just go up there, talk to Joe, and let his temple city go by. So anyway, um, first I talked to Joe about it. I said, Joe, Hey, I've come up here to talk to you. And there's a, you're selling temple city. I'm, I should look at it. He goes, yeah, you really should look at it. And he let me know that her full brother had, um, recently broken his maiden at Saratoga. I don't think that was in the book, uh, back in July. Yeah. Back in July, her full brother broke his maiden at Saratoga and earlier this month, her, her full brother um, was fourth, beating two links in a $160,000 allowance race at uh, Kentucky Downs. And he's only three years old. And we know how much better these horses, these Temple Cities get as they get older. And uh, and that's her full brother. And he is entered in Irish Aces' Aces's race on Thursday. Um, so that that intrigued me uh so anyway she gets up there and um and i like her uh she's got size she's got scope she's got strength um love the you know good angle on her hip uh she uh um she walks really well i i do think like most temple cities um I, I like her now, but I think she, you know, as, as years go by, which next year, when she's three, when she's four, she's just going to get better and better as time goes on, you know, uh, pretty typical for the sire. Um, uh, now, uh, backing up a little bit, she did have, Joe let me know that she did have two small flakes, two small chips in both Hind ankles and, and my bad I, I wrote i wrote up on knees and that's on me that's what i get for writing this at 10 o'clock on a saturday night after watching football all day yep. so, so 
Yeah, her ankles and yeah, not not the knees. Those chips are not in her knees; they're in the hind ankles. And he said, if if you uh, spend more than the reserve was just four thousand, it's the last day of the sale. And uh, he said, if you spend more than eight grand, we'll pay two grand to have those removed. Uh, I said, well, even better. So uh, we bought her for ten, but Joe's vet said that they're there but they don't need to come out. But if you did want to take them out, it was easy. Um, if, if the, if the chips are kind of laying on top of the soft tissue, it's just an easy pluck. Sometimes you get chips that are embedded in the soft tissue. And those are, those wind up being uh, a more invasive procedure. Uh, his vet was saying that they're just laying right on top. You just pluck them out. You don't have to, it should never cause her any problems. Um, so, but anyway, I got our vet, Dr. Bell, to look at the x-rays um, to see what his opinion was. And he he concurred. He said these things, um, these things are 95% never going to bother her in her life. If, but, it, you know, if you had to pay for the surgery, I wouldn't do it. She's, you know, the chances are great that these things will never bother her. Uh, but we decided at the end of the day, why take that five or 10% chance if somebody is willing, somebody else is willing to pay for the surgery. Uh, so we're going to take them up on the offer. Uh, but, but I think it's important to note that, that Bell, he didn't, he didn't think that they necessarily had to come out either, that, uh, they were laying right on top there. They were, they were round, they weren't sharp. And, you know, the hind ankles, if you're going to have chips anywhere, that's that's probably one of the better places to have them. But it just came down to um, and I think, if you know, like I say, if we had to pay for it all ourselves, uh, we wouldn't even do it. But since somebody's given us two grand, why take the minuscule chance that it's it's ever going to bother? Just knock it out of, you know, it's not like she's needs to be ready for racing next spring. You know, she's going to be, we've got plenty of time with her. And that's why I've sent her back to Foxborough. We didn't send her to, um, we didn't send her to Margot or Silver Springs to get broken going straight away. She can have these things plucked out, spend the, you know, uh, four to six weeks rehabbing, and then she'll go to the training centers and get broke and get going. Um, and um, so, you know, we're going to, because they're paying for it, we're going to pluck those things out and uh, we'll never, we'll never have to worry about them again. Um, and um, this part of the, why we got value in this, I'm sure. But um, I think she looks, you know, we know what to look for in these temple cities, you know, and, and, and basically, you know, you're looking for something that's got some athleticism. Uh, when, when temple cities aren't good, they're heavy, extra coarse, really uh, don't, they look dumpy and unathletic. Uh, if you find a temple city with this kind of quality and, and athleticism, and especially, you know, full siblings running well, um, they're the ones that give you a really good chance to get a racehorse if you're patient. Yeah, and you know, now she was not this tight, but I will remind uh, folks that have been that have not been around since 2015 uh, that that we bought a Temple City mare or Temple City filly on the last day of the 2015 sale for fifteen thousand dollars or for ten thousand dollars, 
and, and that was Stone, uh, Storm Temple Pilot, who went on to win over a hundred thousand uh, dollars uh, for us in five or six races. I don't remember how much, and you know she was obviously a very different sort than what I expect this one's gonna gonna be. But uh, uh, you know, inexpensive Temple City fillies out of the later sessions of the Keeneland Sale have been pretty good to us over the years. So so we're really excited about uh, about this filly, uh, even though she was. Uh, um, Un unplanned, um, you know, like like Mark said, you know, just she was she was too good to pass up yeah, for that I kind mean, of money. Ten thousand, yeah, for ten thousand dollars, it's just an absolute no brainer. I mean, just yeah. uh, you know, forget about it. Um, the the updates alone in her pedigree were worth ten thousand dollars. You know, uh, yeah, and and it's and it's you know, you knowing everything that we know about you know, timing of the sale, you know, the timing of when she went through the ring, uh, her, her physical history with the chips and, and just the sales history for Temple City uh, horses in general, you know, he throws great, uh, just throws incredible, great race horses all the time, but they just, they're not big time sellers. So, um, you know, getting her for $10,000 is not a, a huge, huge surprise and, and, and certainly doesn't scare us in any way. Cause I know, um, you know, I've already had that question asked a time or two. Well, why did, why was she so cheap? Well, it's because of everything we've just talked about and, and that, but that certainly doesn't uh, concern us or dis discourage us in any way. I think we just, just kind of, it's, it's one of those feel like we kind of stole her, you know, and, uh, yeah. and good, good for us. Year, years ago, I used to get a little distressed on the week when I felt like, gosh, why, why didn't this horse cost more? You know, uh, what, what am I missing? And um, I've, I've given that up over the years. We've just done too well with those kind of horses. You just, if they meet our criteria, um, that's good enough. You know, uh, how good they can be is separate from what we, you know, we've bought too many 10,000, 22,000, $30,000 horses. And, and I know why there's great value on these horses. And it's why it's, it's, the nature of the market. Um, if the market is dominated by people who, who are flipping these horses, not people who are racing them. And if they don't think they can get, make money off these horses, then there's not as many potential buyers for these horses. The pool goes from, you know, you've got 10 buyers, but if this horse doesn't look like it's going to go 10 and one, 10 and two, now you've got one or two buyers. And, um, and that's the secret to how we find value in these things. Yeah. Uh, so overall, uh, and I think, you know, we didn't go, we didn't go into the sale thinking, Hey, let's get five fillies in one colt. That's just kind of the way it worked out. You know, we, we never, we never go into any sale, uh, you know, saying that we want, you know, we want uh, two grass horses and two colts and three fillies or anything like that. We just go into it looking for, looking for value and you know i feel like i feel like we got that in each and every single one of these uh even you know, five fillies one colt and you know they're all they're all offered seem like they offer something just a little bit different um you know we got great price points you can spend almost as almost as little as you want to spend to as much as you want to spend and um the, the shares are moving pretty quickly already uh, you know i just sent out the announcement about the Temple City Philly this morning, and she's already. I've, I've gotten, I don't know, half a dozen emails and texts just since we've been sitting here talking. 
so she's going to go pretty quick. Uh, she might be gone before this airs on Wednesday. I, I, I don't know, but uh, the the War of Will Philly is, is is filling up quickly. Um, so if if you're interested in, in some of these, or um, don't don't wait around uh, because I, I do think that they're going to go going to go fairly quickly. Um, before we go, though, I want I want to talk about we, we we do still have some availability in a couple of two year olds, three two year olds, and quite frankly, I'm a little bit surprised that we still have any. Um, but let's let's run through those real quick. Um, we'll start with Temple City Magic. We'll just stick with Temple City. We got uh, like a share and a half, so 15% left in her. Um, talk, how, how's she doing? What's what's going on with her, Mark? She's doing great. Um, she started breezing. Uh, she had her first breeze for us um, last week. I was really impressed. I, you know, I, well, you could, she must remember what she did from the two-year-old sales because it wasn't your typical you know, generally when we buy yearlings, we see them breeze for the first time ever, you know, and their, their, their heads go up and they're really green, man. She looked like she'd been running for years, you know, uh, I was very impressed with that first work. We missed the work this week, not anything due to her, just because, uh, lack of rain we've gotten around here. Kevin wanted to, he was just, um, he wanted to wait till we got some more water on the track, but uh, the process is starting with her speed works, you know, getting her going, uh, breezing, and it, things are starting to happen. I, I think it's been slow for her because we've taken our time with her. She's by Temple City. We we haven't pushed her, haven't been in a rush, um, but they, the pace is starting to pick up now. Uh, we're starting to breeze her. First breeze went great, and uh, – We'll know more and more about her over the next few weeks. I mean, uh, she, she, she went she went between horses and looked like a pro. I mean, it didn't yeah. phase her at all. And finished heads up with horses that had already been working. And, and granted, yeah, Mike Mark said, you know, she worked a while back, but it was, it's been a long time since she's been doing any speed work. And she just, I, I was just blown away. I thought she did just a fantastic job. Yeah, I forgot that she was in the middle of those two horses. Um didn't bother her a bit. Yeah, but she just she looked like just looked like an old pro. It was very very impressive work. Uh, it's chemistry, baby. Um, you know that's our that was our most recent two year old, our newest two year old edition. Uh, private sale. Uh, we've got I don't know I think like 35 percent left in her somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, what's going on with her? She uh, she has started breezing too. I think she's had two breezes at least uh and um again with her we bought her she is she's by collected um she's a big bigger filly long striding filly um something a, a back end two-year-old type looking at her uh we kind of got her to the farm let her settle in uh she and, and what we did was since she's all she's been training and breezing out on the turf out on a field uh in a in a big paddock or field that's that's what she's always been on that's what she breezed on out there so since she was transitioning to dirt we spent so you know it's not really a good idea to have a horse a young horse breezing on turf their whole life and then switch you know the following week to start to breeze on dirt you've got to let them acclimate um and, and, I, and I think that's maybe why things have been quiet on her because she hasn't 
she hasn't been doing much because, and the reason was, is we wanted her to get used to her body, to get used to going on the dirt. Now she's starting working. It's kind of like the Temple City, city the, the pace is going to pick up now. And uh, her first several breezes have, have been, you know, have not disappointed. They've, we remembered why we bought her, you know, and um, I, I would anticipate now she missed her. She didn't breeze this week either, uh, but, you know, out of an abundance of caution from Kevin, you know, um, didn't want to, you know, risk any problems coming up with these horses and having setbacks. So, um, but the, her, her first works with us have been great. She's been traveling well. And uh, like I say, the pace is really going to pick up with her now. She's going to start doing thing you know people come out and see her work you know uh come by anytime you know the works are usually uh on friday or saturday and uh she'll, she'll speak for herself you know absolutely and and just to put a little more clarification on the on the track condition we, we haven't had any rain here in two or three weeks it's just dry as a bone and kevin said you know they've been putting as much water on on the track as they can get but it's just it's just not enough and you know you you need to keep some moisture in the racetrack and i don't know you know if you've been out to the race you've been out to the races and you've watched between between races they they put water on the track after every single race so um you just you just can't keep sending them out there going full speed um, on a, on a track that's just completely bone dry. So that, that's, that's why he's, he's, he's wanting to get some more moisture in the track. Um, supposed to rain this week. Hopefully it's, yeah, it's supposed to rain this week at some point. Um, so fingers crossed uh, last, but definitely not least uh, is carousing our Indiana bred uh, two-year-old Philly uh, by Catalina cruiser. Um, you know, I, I certainly understand some reservations. You know, she had a lot going on there in, in, in the in the uh, vet report that we have for her. You know, she had had some issues, but she she's been going great. She's never missed a day since we've had her, uh, and, and we got her started from the beginning. And when we were all out there for her last work, um, she she worked heads up with her company, and actually probably finished about a head or so in front. And then we all continued watching her go around the track. And this this work is it's on her webpage profile. It's on the last uh, stable update for the current partners. And she just kept going. And she kept going. And she kept going. And, and I the last time I, I've never been at a farm at, at any of our works when the trainer, the assistant trainer, Mark, myself. Uh, even other people that are, were there that were not involved, we all just kind of stopped, and we're all, every one of us was like, "Holy smokes!" And you know, she just doesn't want to stop. She she just we were blown away by her work. If you have not watched that work yet, watch it. Watch it all the way through the gallop out. It is one of the more impressive works of our horses that I've ever been present for. And I, you know, granted, she she can take a bad step tomorrow and everything goes sideways, but People are missing the boat on this filly, I think. Mark? How much of her's left? About 35% or so. Uh, and, and, Ke and Kevin, Kevin Nottemeyer, the trainer at Silver Springs, he he chased me down at the sale when I was out there uh, uh, one, one day without Mark. And he said, hey, do you still have some left in her? I want it. Yeah. So I don't think we should sell that 35%. I think we should just keep it. 
right. I I I keep it for the company. I, um, she, uh, I I I won't even sell it. I I keep it for ourselves. There you go. All right, fair enough. He's renegating. We're going off the rails. <laughs> Chaos abounds. <laughs> well, that, that, that's my opinion. Jared's the Jared's the boss of money and finances. So, well, uh, if we just hadn't spent so much money on all these yearlings, I, I'd be probably a little more inclined to to agree with you. But uh, uh, we, we we need to sell a little bit. We'll keep, we can we can we can see about putting some of our own money into her, keeping her. But uh, we gotta gotta sell a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so you heard him, folks. Jump in before he changes his mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, well, I, I'd be in, you know, the, have we ever had a horse that both the trainers that have had them have bought into her? So I mean, Susan, Susan bought into him, bought into her as soon as she saw her said, I, I want to train this horse. I want to, I'll, I'll buy a piece to make sure that happens. So Kevin, that, who knows her better than anybody. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Both trainers yeah. are bought into her. So yeah. I, what more can I say? Yep, Kev, Kevin knows her better than anybody. He chases me down at the sale. How much I, I'm in? I didn't you know? And I, it, he just no questions about it. He said, "I'll have a check for you next time when you come out next week." So you're missing out, folks. I know. I know we've got a lot of horses. We got more horses than we've ever had. Uh, so if if you're you know, if but if you've been thinking about jumping in on a new one, uh, this I think take a good good hard long look at her. And uh, if you're you're not involved with us and you're listening, you know I know we got a lot of folks that listen that are not current partners, not former partners. Um, if you've been thinking about it, we got a lot of great opportunities uh, for you right now. We got three two year olds, uh, and, and carousing. By the way, she did she did go to the track this week. Yeah, so she she's did. now with Susan at Turfway. And um, we, we didn't but, want her. We it was we didn't want her because of the track situation and the dryness. We wanted to get her on over to Turfway, uh, where she missed, uh, you know, even a week. Yeah. Uh, so that's we. She got there safe and sound. Yeah. So uh, so if you want something a little closer to being race ready, you know, we got those two year olds. If you want something like we talked about earlier, where you're. You're involved in the process from the beginning and, and see every step of the breaking process uh, to, to getting them through and getting them ready for the track. We've got six great opportunities uh, available at the moment. So uh, I guess that's it for that's it for me. Mark, you have anything you want to add? No, uh, I've, I've talked enough. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us this week and listening. And um, don't, as always, you know, if you got any questions about any of these opportunities or offerings, don't hesitate to reach out. We're easy to find. And uh, Patty, take us home. Yeah, sure. I've, I mean, it's always nice when we have a long episode too. And folks, this is going to go as our special episode. So this is going entirely. So you know, grab a snack, grab a drink. It's going to be a long one, but you know, there's a lot of interesting it's, it's information. Too late to, it's, it's too late to share that, Patty. It's over. Well, <laughs> I know, but it's happening now. But, you know, you know, you know what, you know what I'll do? I'll cut that out. I'll put it at the beginning since we're just renegating. Yep. I'm going to okay. put it at the beginning. We're just, since we're renegating, nothing makes sense. We have no structure for this one. I will just move that speech to the front. There we go. <laughs> All right. Done. So, yeah, but if you sat through it and if I didn't do end up doing that on Wednesday, thanks for sitting through it. It was a long one, 
But um, yeah, and once again, kind of what Mark and and Jared have been saying. Don't don't wait too long. You know, you hate to have that that question of what if, what if I had, what if we had done. So to avoid it, go ahead and buy it. And that way, you you know, when you come out at open house on the the twenty first of October, you can come and meet your new horses. You can hang out with us. We can talk some more about you know, your horses or, you know, talk about any of the others that maybe you're interested in. We're going to start posting those details on our social medias. Um, I have that scheduled for Monday, which of course it'll be out already by the time you hear it. But if you didn't, you know, see it on our home, if you haven't checked your social medias in a while, if you haven't been to our homepage in a bit, go ahead and check on there. The details will be on there by the time this goes live. Um, but other than that, make sure you're following us on all of our social medias. Make sure you're following our YouTube, that you've clicked that bell so you get notifications when our videos go up and they go live. And other than that, Thanks for tuning in for a rather long episode, but a very interesting one. And once again, have a good Wednesday. Have a happy Wednesday. Make good choices. And we are out. Bye.